You're listening to The Bridge Metro West, located at 7 Strathmore Road in Natick, Massachusetts. For more information about The Bridge Metro West, our weekly Sunday gatherings, and other events, go to www.bridgemetrowest.com. Whatever time of day, whatever day of the week, um, welcome. Uh, to this humble little gathering here today out of Natick, Massachusetts. And uh, before I get rolling, I just want to um, take a moment and uh, uh, receive your tithes and offerings for our Bridge family. That would be tremendous. And uh, thanks, man. Um, so here's, we'll probably put the, the comments in the, the comment sections, at least on Facebook, but... Uh, if you're making out checks, you just mail them out to the bridge. You make them out to the bridge, mail it to us. You can find our, um, our address on our website or on our Facebook page or uh, somebody will type it in for you. If you've got that question, just go ahead and say, hey, what's the address? We'll give it to you right now. Or you can text one word, Bridge Metro West to the number 77977. We'll send you a secure link by which you can give responsibly through credit card or debit card. Uh, and so God, I just pray right now, Lord, I pray that you would release a blessing upon this offering, upon the gift and upon those who give. And I, God, I know that you are interested in every facet of our lives, God. And, and because of that, Lord, I pray with boldness, God. I pray for each one within the sound of my voice right now, God, that you would release jobs and marketplace favor. God, that you would release jobs that we don't even apply for, promotions we're not even looking looking for show the world who your sons and your daughters are and you will supply the needs of the kingdom around the world in Jesus name um, so while you are doing that I also want you to multitask and turn in your Bibles to Colossians chapter 1 and uh, we're gonna we're gonna read some stuff in just a second also want to say uh, we're gonna close with communion today if I don't forget but I won't forget because God is with me. And so uh, you can get your elements ready as you are able. And as we close out today, we're going to close it with communion. And if you don't know, we do communion every day. We have a, a group, Bridge Fam, online on Facebook. And every morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time, uh, we receive communion together. And it's been amazing. It's been powerful. We've had amazing testimonies that have rolled in because of that. Um, and God is in it. He's just in it. He asked us to do this, and we're doing it. And even if we hang out virtually, we're going to receive communion together. And it's been an amazing thing to do this daily now. Uh, we're going on a year and a half. I don't know, Jeremy knows the days, but uh, we are rocking and rolling, and we are, uh, we are in that. So um, I'm going to try to be efficient today. And uh, I want to talk to you about a Greek word that kind of smacked me in the face uh, this past week. And the Greek word is he can know. And it's out of this... Um, Colossians chapter one passage that we're about to read. We're going to read nine through 13, but it's found 40 times in the New Testament. But let's read this. And I want to say, as we begin to read this, that you are qualified. So many of the things that people want prayer for, they want ministry for, they want counsel or therapy for are wrapped up in this passage of scripture because so many of the things that we're still reaching for are things that he has already qualified us for and has, we've already received these things. We have access to these things because we've been qualified to have access by the blood of the lamb. 
And we just have to catch up our mindset to the work of the cross and what he's already done for us. And if we do that, so many of the things that we get anxious over, or we get depressed over, will begin to, to fall off of our shoulders because we realize that we've been called to a higher level, that we've been uh, transformed from one level of glory to another level of glory. We've been transplanted from the kingdom of darkness into light. I'm getting ahead of myself, so just... Let's just read the scripture now. And so this is Colossians chapter 1, 9 through th uh, 13. This is the Holy Scriptures, uh, the English Standard Version I'm reading today. So, verse 9. And so, from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and in, and, in, and increasing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the, in, the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son. You are qualified. And now I'm, I'm speaking to my family, right? I'm speaking to those who have said yes to Jesus. If, if you don't know Jesus, you don't know him like this, maybe you were brought up in church or you know about him. It, maybe you're one of those people that say, oh, I, I believe I believe Jesus. I, I believe that he existed. We're not talking about that. I'm talking about coming into a relationship with the God of creation in such a way that you make him the primary authority over your life, but it's not some sort of hierarchical thing. It's a relationship, a, a, a friendship even. We can attain to that, but it, it's walking this life out with him in such a way that we bless him and he blesses us because we're standing right smack dab in the center of the sacred space of his name. Look, you don't have to understand it all. It all begins with a yes, but there's so much more on the other side of that. It's learning to hear his voice. It's learning to walk in his ways so that you someday and maybe today can walk in the power and the authority of the living God because he wants to make you his ambassador. He's not just putting something on you so that you can escape something. We're not merely escaping punishment. We've been transplanted from a, a land where we, or a space where, where we are under judgment and punishment, and he's transplanted us into his royal household, which means that now we have royal purpose on our lives. That's what happens when you say yes to Jesus. It's so much more than just waiting to escape, you know, to sing that old hymn, I'll fly away, oh glory, oh, I'll fly away. Look, we're not escaping something. We're, we're here to bring heaven and the kingdom of, he of heaven down to earth. That's why Jesus said, declare that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why? Because everywhere that you go within the reach of your hand, the kingdom is today, now. That's what happens when you say yes to Jesus. Some of the greatest evangelists I have ever met are people that have been saved a day. 
because they haven't been messed up by, by years of churchianity and, and what they think is how they must behave decently and orderly, which, which we, we kind of make that fit the construct of our worldview in our culture instead of looking into heaven's culture and saying, oh, wait a second, Revelation 4, around the throne room, that's what we're supposed to be de depositing on the earth today. There's thunders and there's lightning. Stuff is happening. The God of creation is moving and coursing with power and glory in such a way that even the 24 elders are casting their crowns before him. That's what's available. That's what's in us. When he says, Christ in you, the hope of the revelation of glory, that's what we're talking about. It's that Jesus of Revelation 4. If you haven't read Revelation 4, go read it and crawl up into the experience of the writer as he's having, he's caught up in this encounter with the living God in heaven. Anyway, okay, so I'm saying to you today, in spite of your mood, I don't care how anxious you feel, I don't care how depressed you are, I don't care how bipolar someone said that you are, you, when you say yes to Jesus, you are qualified. You are qualified. It's this wonderful, beautiful, uh, artistic Greek word, he can know. And that's what we're seeing here. That is the Greek word for qualified here. It means to be qualified, enabled, empowered. And it comes from the, these root words, meaning to reach with the hand and to attain. What are you reaching for today? Because the reality is, what you focus on, you make room for. What you fear, you empower. And what you reach for, you will attain to. A lot of you have heard me tell this story. I've told it recently, I'm sure. I say it a lot, at least in my mind, I say it a lot. But, you know, we had a Christian bookstore, and uh, I think I, I said it even in, a, in, in one of our communion videos. But, and, uh, you know, I would always ask people when I was working there, I worked there for about four years, and I would ask people when they walked in, you know, hey, how you doing? And invariably, there was, there was, you know, that one guy, you know, and maybe there was a couple, but there's that one guy that would walk in, and he would say, well, kind of sour puss look on his face, well, better than I deserve. I don't know why I say that with a Southern accent I, because we don't live there, but, but you know, maybe the guy had a Southern accent. I don't, I don't remember, but, but these are, I've heard this more than once in, in more than one place. And there's something that always irked me about that. Like from even, even from decades ago, I, I remember being a kid and someone saying, oh, I'm doing better than I deserve. And I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't feel like that's the God that we serve. Because if we've really be, been given the spirit of adoption, according to Romans 8.15, if we've really been qualified to share in the inheritance, that means we've been qualified, we've been enabled, we've been made competent to receive. Yes, by virtue of who we were, we're doing better than what we used to deserve. But now on the other side of the cross, he's made all things new. He, he said, therefore, you are now in new creation. Therefore, maybe we're not actually doing quite as well as we deserve. Oh, I know somebody's going to 
get all upset about that, but let me, hear me out. My question to you is, are you really doing better than you deserve? Or are you not living up to the identity he has already given you? You know, it's good and worthy at times to remember what you've been saved from. It's like we, we receive communion. We've been doing this every day. And we remember Jesus on his road to suffering. We remember what he endured for the joy set before him. And we recognize that he still bears the wounds on his hands and his feet and likely in his side, right? But he's not on the cross anymore, just like he's not a baby in a manger anymore. He endured the cross for the joy set before him, and now he's smack dab in the center of that joy. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. He's enthroned in glory and majesty and light. His eyes are aflame with fire. It's passion for his bride. When he sits upon that throne that is constructed with the, the best materials in all of heaven, he sits on that thing and it explodes in the thunders and lightnings. Why? Because nothing, nothing created can contain his glory. That's the God that we serve now. That is the God that we worship now. And yet he still will meet us right where we are. He will still speak to us in a language that we understand. So while it's good to remember what we've been saved from, we also have to recognize that I don't live there anymore. That guy is dead. It's just like over the years, I've had people come up to me. You know, I'm the senior leader at the Bridge Metro West now, and you know, I've traveled around the world. Before COVID, I was flying 150,000 miles a year and going to the nations and, and speaking to, to even the, the top political figures in some nations and some of the, the most affluent people in the world and ministering and, and I'm still doing some of that just remotely, you know, via video. It's amazing. I just spoke to a conference of 20,000 just a, a couple months ago. But people will come up to me from my past sometimes and, and they'll say, well, you know, I, I know, I know what these people think of you, but, but, you know, I know who you really are. I know where you really came from. And they're not saying it in a way to build me up. They're saying it in a way to remind me of my past. And, you know, I used to be gracious with that sort of thing. Now I just look them in the eye and say, you know what? That dude is dead. I've been transformed and continually, I'm continually being transformed from one level of glory to another level of glory. So while I remember that guy, that guy is no more. And sometimes it's the guy that was me just a month ago that has to die so that I can enter into that next cycle of transformation that he wants to bring 
me through. He wants to bring you through that transformation today, right here, right now. You've been at a level of glory. You've been at a level of operation, but he doesn't want you to stay there. You've hit a level where you have plateaued and you don't know. You can't see how you're going to get up. You can't see how you're going to get down, but he doesn't want you to stay there. And all you have to do is to step deeper into him, to rest in him and his promises and watch what he does. He is going to transform you from one level of glory to another level of glory right here, right now, inside the sacred space of the name Jesus. Why? Because he loves you that much, but also that's one of the primary ways that he gets the glory. And you, you know, you might be saying, well, I don't feel worthy. I don't, you are qualified, not because of what you did, but because of who he is. And his nature is about to overtake yours. So get ready, get ready for transformation. Get ready for the next level. Lean into the breath, lean into the wind because the kingdom is on the move and we just gotta reach out with our hand and grab hold so that we can attain to the things that he has for us in the space of his name and his heart. He already has things for you. You just gotta step into who he is, get in the center of his voice so that you can see what it is that he is about to give to you. So while it's good to remember what you've been saved from, you don't grow from a place of remembering. You know, Paul says it like this, I let go of that which is behind me so that I may lay hold of that which is ahead of me. If you're still grasping tightly to your past, you will never have a free hand to lay hold of your destiny. And that's what he's looking for. He's looking for that hand that is open, that is ready to receive. And if you're clutching on to the darkness of your history, you're never gonna walk into that place that we call destiny. So let go, let go today because you are qualified. You can't hold on to any part of who you were and at the same time take hold of who he has made you to be today. When you say yes to Jesus, all things are new. This word for qualify, this he can now word, it occurs 40 times in the New Testament of our holy scriptures. It's the importance that God places on his power to qualify us for something that we could not buy on our own. When you go to buy a house, now here's, here's how my household works. My wife, Debbie, she looks at houses every day. I look at cars every day. One is a good investment. One not so much. I, I love my cars, but it's wiser to think in terms of real estate. But 
The reality is that when you are stepping forward into purchasing a house, especially these days, right? Very few people go out and they, they buy a house with cash. And there's some different reasons for that, but for the most part, people don't buy houses with cash because they don't have that much cash. The housing market is crazy right now. The rental market is crazy. Everything is crazy right now. That's why we're doing this broadcast the way that we're doing it. But when you're going to look at houses, before you even look, before you even engage with a real estate person, they're gonna ask you, have you been pre-qualified? What does that mean? Have, have you gone to a guy who's a mortgage broker, that's his thing, but have you gone to this guy who will look at who you are and determine whether you are qualified to purchase this property and how much are you qualified for? What does that mean? That means that there is a, an outside entity, there's an outside party that moves upon you with the power of their financial backing to enable you to buy something that you could not buy on your own. So before you go through that process, you are not qualified to purchase that property. But on the other end of that, when they've gone through your stuff, when you've come together and you've had the discussions and you've come to an agreement and they make this determination that now you are qualified and you get the letter and now you have access to engage in discussions to acquire land that you could not purchase on your own. When Jesus came, and he endured the cross for the joy set before him. Part of that joy was you and me today. Part of that joy was him being able to say in the presence of men, in the presence of angels, in the presence of the enemy, but more importantly before his father. Look what I did. Look what my blood did. Look what my sacrifice did. When there was no way, we made a way. And now you, Paul David Guidry, you are now qualified to share in the inheritance of the saints, not because of anything that you do, not because you entered into some sort of behavioral modification system where you learn how to do good things and you did more good things than bad things and so therefore you get to go to heaven. No, it's that we've stepped into a place when we confess our sin to Jesus and we make him that primary authority of our life. He steps in and he transforms plants us from one existence to another and he gives us the authority now as sons and daughters of the living God to be an inheritor of the kingdom. The scripture even says that we are now co-heirs with Christ. How crazy is that? And you want to say to me that you're doing better than you deserve? And I'll look at you and say, no, I don't think that you quite stood up into who you are in Christ Jesus yet. And the world desperately needs to see the truth of sons and daughters who are loved by God. 
So what has he qualified you for? We step through this, just this one passage. Look, the whole New Testament is filled with things that he has qualified us for. But he's qualified you today to be filled with the knowledge of his will. I started out by saying that if people could get this, that 90 plus percent of all pastoral counseling, all therapy for Christians would be erased if we could just get this. Probably one of the number one questions that I hear people ask is, well, I don't know what God wills. Well, I don't know what God's will is. Tell me, what, what is God's will? They go up to prophets at conferences. Or wait, they come to our prophetic teams because they're looking for, for God's will for their life when right here in Colossians chapter one, it says that we've been qualified to be filled with the knowledge of his will. So I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will for your life and through your life today. Number two, you are today able to operate in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Yes, even you. Look, if I can operate in spiritual wisdom, so can you. It's not anything that you do or I do, it's who he is in us. That space of spirit that has been regenerated by the power of the blood of Jesus, that space of spirit which is now wisdom, communion, and conscience, that is the place that we're to walk from. We walk by the spirit, by wisdom, communion, and conscience. Why? Because that's what the cross paid for. Number three, you are now qualified to walk effectively in him, which is fully pleasing to him. You can be fully pleasing to God today. All you gotta do is walk with him. I know it's, it's easier to say than it is to do sometimes, but his divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness according to our knowledge in him. And therefore, all excuses are broken. You are able because he is, he is able. He has given you. His divine power has already given you everything you need for life and godliness. For all things, his power resides in you today. So that was number three. Walk effectively in him, which is fully pleasing to him. Number four. Every good work will bear fruit. That's for you. That's not, you know, just for the Apostle Paul. It wasn't just for the church in, in, in Colossia. No, it's for you. It's for those of you who are here at the Bridge Metro West or wherever you are at. When you submit your life to Christ, every good work will bear fruit today. You are qualified. You are qualified to be a fruit bearer. So go bear fruit. Go do it. And number five, to be strengthened with all power. Not just a little power, not just a junior Holy Spirit. That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is dwelling in you right now. Therefore, you are strengthened with all power. 
And if you don't feel it, sometimes you got to speak things that you don't feel in the moment to catch up with what the Spirit of God has already done. I, I couldn't tell you how many times that I, I get up in the morning and I put my hand in my belly and I say, Holy Spirit, fill me afresh. Strengthen me with all power today. Why? Because it's in his word. When you begin to declare the things that are already in his word over your life, you better get ready because something is about to break. Power gives us the capacity to endure every hardship. And that's how that, that passage closed out that we just read. The capacity to endure every hardship with patience and joy. What kind of inconveniences did you face this week? What kind of illnesses or, you know, rough people at work or whatever your circumstance? Look, we like the idea of power that's flashy and we get to go pray for people and they get healed. And, but one of the purposes of his power is so that we can endure all things with patience and joy because his joy is our strength. And that's what happens when we say yes to him and we've been fully transferred from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of his light. You've been transplanted from a place of death into the royal household of Jesus. His kindness, according to Romans 2.1, has led us, has caused us to turn our faces from our own way to his way. That's repentance. So that we get all of his great and precious promises that culminate almost in, in, in that Romans 18 verse that we've been given the spirit of adoption, the spirit of belonging. But we have to also understand that where grace is given, responsibility is assumed. All throughout scripture, I'm talking from Genesis to Revelation, when God gives grace and favor, responsibility is always assumed. Salvation is free, but overcoming is an option. It's time to walk fully as royal sons and daughters of the living God. Because the world is dying to see the royalty of a king through you and through me. So don't settle for less. Don't settle for churchianity. Don't settle for some system of religiosity. The kingdom of God is not mere talk, but it's power. Paul said, I don't come to you with convincing uh, words of men's wisdom, but I come to you with the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Are you walking in power today or have you settled for a lesser reality? And things will still hit us. Things will still knock us down. You got to understand that, that many of the letters that Paul wrote, he wrote from a prison cell. Things weren't going so well for him in his life. And you've heard me say it, I'm all in on the blessing of God, but we can't have a theology of blessing and prosperity without also an understanding of suffering because we will experience both. 
And that's why we count it all joy when we encounter all kinds of trials and tribulations of all kinds. Because that might just be the gateway to participating in the sufferings of Jesus. You are qualified. My Bridge family, those of you who call this place home, I'm telling you right now, you are qualified. I speak that Greek word, he can now, over you right now. You are enabled, you are empowered. That same spirit that breathed life into the lifeless body of Jesus is inside you right now. Just let that sink in. That same spirit quickening you from the inside out. Because that's what his body was broken for. That's what his blood shed paid for. So that he could say, as far as the east is from the west, I cast your sin from you. And if you're burdened by sin, if you made some decisions, you've held some things between your face and his, his mercies are new every morning and his grace is sufficient for you. He can wipe the slate clean right here and right now. Would you let him do that? He has given you the keys already and it's the cross of Christ. It's the blood of Jesus. And so I'm gonna ask you to get your elements of communion ready right now. And we're gonna to receive together and this is how we're gonna close. We've got some online ministry teams ready for you. It's just like being here in person. And we do this every week. We got ministry teams that minister here and we got ministry teams that minister to people all around the world online right now. BridgeMetroWest.com forward slash ministry rooms. You'll be able to register in just a moment. What does registration mean? It just means that we're gonna get you queued up and get you in front of one, or, one of our ministry teams. We will prophesy to you. We can interpret your dreams for you. Uh, we can pray breakthrough prayer for you. We can pray physical healing over you. God is able and he has empowered us and qualified us to be inheritors with all of the saints. It's time to act like it. It was on the eve that he was betrayed that Jesus left us with a blessing. His body, his blood. We call it the Last Supper. And that night he, he took the bread and he broke it and he blessed it. And he said, this is my body broken for you. And he took the cup and he blessed that. And he said, this is my blood shed for you. You gotta understand, man, the disciples, they've been walking with him for three years, 24 seven. They didn't get it. They didn't get it until the Holy Spirit came. That's why Jesus said, it's better if I go, I'm gonna send you a helper, a wonderful counselor.
And make no mistake, he is mighty God. Ruach HaKodesh, the spirit who is holy, moving upon you now, breathing within you now. Let him wash over you. Jesus said, as, as often as you guys hang out together, would you do this? Would you remember me? Jesus was never more sober-minded than he was in that moment, understanding the sufferings that he was about to endure. And even though he was about to be raised in victory and that he was about to ascend in glory in his humanity he wanted his family to remember that moment don't forget don't forget what I'm about to do for you that's what he was saying so Holy Spirit I ask right now that you would search us and know us you would find anything in us that inhibits the free flow of your glory, of your grace, of your power, of your anointing God. Lord, in this moment, we choose to take away from our gaze anything that we've held between our face and yours. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that those who are within the sound of my voice, who have never said yes to you, that they would enter in freely into this glory, this glory of salvation, this beauty of adoption, that they may be empowered by your Holy Spirit as sons and daughters of the living God. Jesus, we remember your road to suffering and what you endured. I don't know what it was like, I don't know. And I would be just like you in the garden when you said, Father, if there's any other way, take this cup from me. But even in that, you said, not my will, but yours be done, oh Father. So I say all hail King Jesus, all hail Emmanuel by this great gift of the cross of Christ. We now live in this daily existence where God is with us. Holy Spirit, teach us to forgive. Give us the courage even now to forgive as we've been forgiven. that we would participate more fully in the blessing of Jesus, Yeshua, the Anointed One. So now, in the presence of men and angels and before his throne, eat and drink, church, for the honor of the King. Eat and drink.
And now I say the Lord bless you and keep and guard you. And right now I just come in into agreement with what the Father is doing is he's causing the light of his face to shine to you and through you into the innermost parts of your being. And he's giving you a peace that is beyond the intellectual capacity to comprehend. Peace in all the storms of life, the condition of culture today. And he's bestowing upon you fresh robes of shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, an intact, favorable circumstance of living. So now let joy, the joy of the Lord, be your strength. And I speak blessing, blessing, blessing. Shalom, shalom, shalom. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Spirit who is holy. So be it, amen, amen, amen. Bless you guys, bless you on the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to this message from the Bridge Metro West in Natick, Massachusetts. Paul David Gidry is the senior pastor at the Bridge. For more information about the Bridge Metro West family, our gatherings and events, visit www.bridgemetrowest.com or call us at 508-651-0277.